this movie is uh, it's in my Hall of Fame of uh, perfectness. Because uh, it's in the Hall of Fame of uh, the Hall of Perfect Movies. There's like posters of just the limited titles. You know, 90% of the movies that I watch are on the wall. Okay. Definitely holds up. This movie, man. I I had seen it like repeatedly a lot in the past. And then this is the first time that I've taken a little bit of a break. Mm. And so rewatching it, I was had a little bit of freshness to it and I was like oh like just kind of reminded like damn this movie is so good <laughs> and it's just like like after the end of it I just thought man it's I can't find anything wrong with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so perfect watching it again after not having it having seen it in a while uh I feel like it was it's better than I had imagined, like from rem- my remember. It's interesting because I didn't realize the different, like, um, I guess, different plot points and different, like, moments. Um, feeling as, like, uh, engaging mm. as and, like, as varied as I thought. Right. Because, like, when I was younger and watched this, I just saw it as a very, like, linear, very... Uh, <laughs> Just like this guy trying to get like find the find the little girl, and in like all the other plot points or like the little moments, didn't really register with me as much. Sure. But watching it again now, seeing all the different elements like you know the the uh, the body, the uh, what do you call it, the the liver and all that. The oh, selling. like the, the harvesting. Yeah, harvesting, the organ harvesting. Organ, organ harvesting and. And all the different, like the drug, um, the meth. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I forget. I'm like at a loss for words right now. <laughs> My brain's not working properly right now. But you need coffee. Coffee. But yeah, all the con- different connections with like the drug and and like the different like um, people who is involved in it and, and just like, like how the expanded world. They just happen it? to be involved in it, like, and mm. some people just like you know. It's just happenstance, some of the different things, and how, like, it's not just uh, the main character trying to, like, chase after the bad guys, but also the cops trying to chase after him and, like, yeah. all the different connections there. Yeah, I agree. Like, one of the things, too, that why I'm like, God, this movie is so good is, is too, like, the scene by scenes of it all. Like, it doesn't miss a beat. Like, everything I, I'm watching is so interesting. Yeah. And, like, it's just perfectly crafted as a narrative. Like it is very streamlined and you, you're just really following through from point A to point B all the way through. But like every section and every scene is so gripping um, and interesting and just like, just through and through, like everything is is so great. And I forget like those little pieces too. Like when I watch it, like, Oh, these are the beats that are like so good. And like, so like just well crafted from right you know and it's cool because like the uh, main character also has no clue what's mm. happening in the beginning exactly. and he like starts to catch on right mm. and like you as the audience like you're kind of with him at that moment where like you kind of know a little bit more than him but he mm. doesn't know exactly what's happening and he kind of like falls into like the bait that the bad guys like set up for him and then, like, once he realizes what's going on, he, like, takes the, 
he he, he counterattacks. Yeah, like the really the first half of the movie is the the bad guys playing him for a fool the yeah, entire yeah, time, yeah. like literally. Right. And then it isn't until he realizes like they're just screwing me over that yeah. he really gets serious and and does that counterattack. And like yeah, what you're saying is. We kind of know a little more information than uh, Cha does. Yeah. But at the same time, like everybody is because from the start, we follow the detectives. We follow the police force, but they're doing their own investigation on the, uh, the drug dealers, the drug dealers. Yeah. Right. Um, and so we know as much as just a little bit of what they know, because we don't even have all the information that they have. Yeah. But they're uncovering information about them as well they're following the case so we're still like everybody's kind of like left in the dark and so are we and we're picking up the clues as they're picking up the clues right. and we're just seeing like all like the whole net kind of uh being the, web. Cra- the yeah. web being crafted together and as we pull more and more back that was a long introduction so anyway <laughs> yeah well, uh, uh, welcome to uh, who are we <laughs> Getting past the subtitles. <laughs> this is DK and uh, I'm Sean Peel, and this is everything Asian movies. You know, yes. So we starting. We are starting a new series. On, we just went through the yeah, whole we, like you know, synopsis of the movie. <laughs> yeah, let's just finish it. Let's just end it right here. <laughs> that was the entire podcast and like a nice little bucket. <laughs> That'll be like a teaser, you know. Like, <laughs> you click play and it'll give like the thirty second teaser, and that's it right there. Uh, yeah. So we finished doing romance comedies. Yes, and that was really enjoyable. And then we decided to take a sharp left turn <laughs> into blood and guts and drugs and other crazy things. Yes. And so we are starting with Man from Nowhere. We're starting it with a banger. Our new uh, action series. Action series. Now, we can talk about this later, but it's like I watched this and I go, "Damn!" Like. I picked it because, like, how much I wanted to talk about it, but we it falls into, like, such a thriller category and, like, a crime movie? movie. Yeah. Rather than action. I don't know, man. The action's pretty strong in this it movie, though. It is so <laughs> strong, but really, though, like, 80% of the movie is following the crime mm-hmm. leads of it. Because it, like, I literally went back, and it's not until the hour mark that we really get action. Mm-hmm. And even those action scenes don't last for, like, more than three minutes right and it isn't up until like the big action scene where it's like it near really kicks end. off is near the end right. and even that scene is only five minutes max it's still it's a great like, scene though you can't you can't deny quality. that it's a quality it, it five is, minutes it is like <laughs> it's like the center of i don't know it's the hot fudge i, I like a lot i of kind of like I kind of put it akin to like Old Boy. Yeah. Where I love the action scene in Old Boy. Mm-hmm. But you don't necessarily, I guess you can't necessarily call it an action movie, right? Exactly. Exactly. But the action is great. It's so, good. <laughs> so I'll be like, hey, watch the action in this action movie. <laughs> it is like, it's just, it puts it to, I guess, sort of a category. Like, if you wanted to just get a certain appeal or just like a, a highlight of the movie, you could literally just show the action of the film right and be like yeah this kind of explains how great it is yeah. and then you won't be disappointed by the rest of the movie if you right. decide to go watch but it. like i don't think i would feel uh disappointed if i if somebody told me this was an action movie and i go into it right. watching it yeah i would agree as right? well 
I honestly, so I, I think guess that, it w- that's in that sense, it would fit that jump, like mm. that title, that label. But like word of mouth, like honestly, right. if you go out and recommend this movie to anybody, you ninety percent time like, dude, it's an amazing action movie. Like I would say that. Oh my god, yeah, exactly. I would. I would have said it. Yeah. that's how I got recommended to it. Yeah, exactly. And um, but it is a thriller. It has all of those elements into it. Yeah, yeah. like heavily. It's so just it is like, definitely. Yeah, it's just a great movie. So anyway. Uh, came out in 2010. This movie is a decade old. 2010. You know, I was surprised when uh they made a reference about Obama while they're oh, talking. Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't realize what, Obama. Obama. <laughs> I, I didn't. It's that old. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I didn't realize. Well, when I when I think about Obama, it doesn't sound that old. But oh, eight, when, bro. 2008. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I was like, dang, really. Was yeah. he president for that long? But yeah, he was. <laughs> eight years. Eight years. You, got re- yep. yeah. you don't yeah. realize how like long eight years is up until this point. When you, yeah, like, because think about I was it like, again. Obama. What? And then I realized uh, 2010. Obama. 2008. <laughs> I was like, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of get the same feelings too. I feel but. now it's four years of Trump. So like it's been a while. Yeah. You kind of don't realize how long a presidency is in office until like after the fact, right? Unless, unless, especially eight years, right? You don't. Yeah. It's weird because it doesn't feel. I don't know. It, it it's in the time. It right. Feel, it just feels like current, and it feels normal. Yeah. Like to me, it's like it just feels normal, and then it isn't post. Like you know, re-election, yeah, and it's just oh whoa, like it's a whole, really a whole new era, yeah. Like yeah, it yeah. truly is. It's like oh whoa, like oh he's leaving? Question mark? Yeah. Huh? So I was just I was just shocked. I was like, they're referencing Obama right now, and I was like, <laughs> isn't this movie like two thousand something, like early two thousands? And I realized two thousand ten. So two thousand ten. That was like at the start. Yeah, <laughs> that was this is like ten years ago too. From now, so it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a digression. That's a- yeah. <laughs> so, um, 2010, directed by Jung Bon Lee. Yeah. Um, huge box office hit, I believe. Um, yeah. It, it, it stayed, it, like, top one for five weeks straight, they said. killer, yeah. Which is kind of insane. How do you stay a top movie for a month? I mean, if you have... Kind of an If you have that main dude yeah <laughs> playing the character because he's really bin. popular this is his last on-screen appearance since ever yeah <laughs> like, period he hasn't come back i you know what i didn't know is that he's the kid from mother he's the, yeah. the child yeah it, like, you didn't know over my head oh really it really did like, i guess he did a good job acting then <laughs> asian is asian everybody <laughs> looks the same rice is rice yeah no he, but yeah he's I, the kid from mother i look at his filmography i go wait Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, just all like flushed back to me. Um, possible sequels, um, no Korean sequels, but there were a lot of rumors for an American adaption actually. And there's been like reports that, um, New Line Cinema had bought the adaption rights to make this movie, um, and they had like already attached a director, yeah, they just swapped out the uh kid for the dog. And called it John pretty, Wick. Pretty much. <laughs> Yo, no. They, okay, hold on. I was reading I was reading reports that were like from, I think this was from Deadline and some other places that kind of repost from Deadline. And they were the ones that were saying that 
New Line Cinema had bought the rights to do it, blah, 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 and had attached one of the creators from John Wick to oh. direct this movie. And I was like, why would you do that when you already made John Wick? Yeah. <laughs> like, that makes no sense at all. It's more like a Taken movie, I guess. Like Liam Neeson Taken. Mm. But like, j- this one? Man no, no, I'm saying just, yeah, like, uh, in, in like story wise, uh, like, you know, like it's it's kind of John Wick plays more to a Hollywood ish, like as far as action and right. and that goes, like very much more action based. Yeah, and this plays to more crime based. Yeah, but like the premise is kind of like Basically, they literally yeah. swapped the kid for the dog, like you said. It's, <laughs> honestly, yeah. <laughs> but again, why would you remake Man from Nowhere when you already made John Wick? Yeah. It, anyway, that's and then there's like other reports that. I don't know if New Line or like it was another company that bought the rights and like some guy named Matt Green had was attached to direct it. And on IMBD, there's a page for like Man From Nowhere 2021 supposed to be the release date. And it says that it's in post-production by... But here's the thing though, that information is really unreliable Yeah, because there's like different people are making different reports and there's no like actual tracking of it. Yeah, So I really can't even tell like if this is legit or not. They may yeah. have bought the rights, but there may not even be a production in place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially right now with they, all of this going Oh, especially now. But they said they were in post-production on IMDb, oh. so they had already shot it. But again, like... Well, there's like no... Exactly. There's yeah, no, there's so no you, hard yeah. evidence that this is actually a thing. But there was a Indian remake that was already remade, mm. direct. It came out in 2016 called Rocky Handsome. <laughs> Rocky Handsome? <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So we're going to leave that. I mean, the that. story itself is very uh, simple. Right? Yeah. It's basically just a mm-hmm. maybe a rescue story. Pretty much. Yeah. Which is hardcore themes. Yeah. Very dark thing. Look, I think we did the best with John Wick. You know, <laughs> you had Keanu Reeves on there. Like, you did everything that you could do. Yeah. Um. So initially, the main character was... Uh, Cha was supposed to be a six-year-old North Korean agent. Um, then the uh, Chung Bum Lee revised it to be 40. And then once he met one Bin he had, who had read the script and he wanted to be uh, Cha Tisuk, he rewrote the character entirely for him. So to be like, <laughs> it's like, oh, you're playing it? Okay. okay. Oh, I got Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> Give me two days. Like... <laughs> I'll, the whole thing will be whatever reading. it takes we got you <laughs> I'll write the script on on production like as we shoot don't worry yeah. um so yeah so you like re- basically like accommodated uh, really yeah. entirely um and that's kind of all the little neat facts that I have interesting because if it was like a 60 year old old person yeah but it's kind of like I've never seen it but you know, Jackie Chan's one of his like, yeah yeah I was like, thinking about that Cause you know, like he's old. Mm-hmm. He plays this old guy, but he's like crazy. Like <laughs> he's <Super>. just crazy. <laughs> he just kills everyone. <laughs> so I was thinking about that. If mm-hmm. it was a six-year-old guy. Well, this movie was heavily inspired by um, Leon Professional, mm. which is kind of like Leon is yeah. around that age. He's not like sixty old, I believe. He's not, but he's like forties, mid forties. So it, that that does make sense. That like. From an earlier draft, it makes sense that it's kind of very ecking to yeah, professional yeah. and then evolved as you go on and through it. So it's kind of funny, like watching this and as I was looking up and how much he was inspired by that movie. Leon? Yeah. And um, I was like, oh, there's so many connections mm. in this movie compared to it. Like, you know, he 
it's looking after a little girl yeah and so yeah but it feels like it's so good on its own too that it does feel like it's its own thing well yeah so i don't know just a testament to just like the overall tonality of it is different between the two percent um so you want to pick up back again on what this movie was (laughs) yeah so it's basically a rescue story (laughs) um there's this guy named uh cha teshik yeah, I said Tishik in the beginning of the night. Yeah, and um, he's he's this pawn shop owner who befriends this next door neighbor. Is it next door neighbor? Yeah. So like, this is what I was a little confused. Like, I kind of, the location of the house it was kind it's of funky. Weird, but yeah. anyways, there's this uh, girl who kind of like hangs out um, in his like apartment where his. Uh, pawn shop is <laughs> that's what i was a little confused yeah it's the same thing though yeah and so he you know befriends this little girl and you know they hang out but then the little girl is kind of uh her mom is kind of a drug addict and she's kind of a sketch and shady <laughs> she's a dancer in a mm. club but then she steals some things she shouldn't have stolen and then Drugs. there are people who are trying to you know, find that out and catch her, and then she pretty much gets uh, mm-hmm. killed. And then you know, the people who took took her are um, harvesters of organs, and they pretty much uh, harvest all the <laughs> organs of the mother, and they take away the little girl. The little girl's name's Homi, and so after that happens, um, Tejik finds out that this happened and his his only friend the little girl saw me his only friend (laughs) taken so uh he decides to rescue her and you know out of coincidence he happens to be this super crazy super asian soldier dude who can kill everyone with his bare hands and uh only a pencil (laughs) yeah so yeah pretty much that's the story and he you know figuring out mm. who the culprits are and then him finding Somi. yeah so it's like we were kind of mentioning before there's like a lot of moving pieces that you kind of upon like watching it again you find out that there's is a lot of moving pieces through the narrative and yeah. everything is sort of connected to one another and like a wild goose chase essentially right. The, the movie starts off with the cops. Right? Yeah. We start in the cops and like they're trying to find out like this drug. They're trying to bust the drug deal. Exactly. But then, you know, you we go into this chase of the drug deal and like figuring out mm. what happens to drugs and stuff like that. And Teji gets involved in it yep. and he becomes like the fall guy. Mm-hmm. And he goes and like delivers the drugs to one of the, uh, you know, dealers. Yeah. But then... You know, it it turns into this uh, this goose chase, I guess, right? Yeah. So, like the um, like so, the investigators apparently had been tracking uh, these crime, I guess, crime syndicate we can call them, yeah, um, for a while because they said that they've been sticking them out for like two months, yeah. Um, and so this was like at the bar that that was the opportunity to um, basically crack down on them and catch a deal on the fly. So they're like, they were dealing a new type of meth um, in the city. And so, but what they didn't account for was one of the dancers who's a neighbor um, and uh, intervened and took the drugs for herself. Yeah. 
and then ran off with it. So the cops uh, basically raided the scene with no evidence. Yeah. Um, and so they kind of had to reinvestigate. Um, and so the mom, the dancer, who turns out to be homie's mom, um, doesn't really know what she's dealing with because they're yeah. like, I guess her boyfriend or whatever at the time is part of the gang kind of he's like he, a, he's, kind of he's a just like a low level thug he's yeah. just like a but he knows what's like going on like he's right. like you like rob the wrong people essentially yeah. um and she even used some of the drugs which is like a big yeah. no-no and so their neighbor uh cha um basically befriends uh homie Somi, Somi. Somi. It's a homie. 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 <laughs> that, that my is, homie. This is homie. <laughs> yeah. Don't take my homie. Uh, so, Somi. And so, at the same time, um, the crime syndicate, uh, one of, there's like this big guy who, I don't know his name, but he's like the older fella. Yeah. And so, one of his subordinates is basically like a coup d'etat him essentially so he he wants to take him down yeah um and so he intervenes with the with the whole drug deal he goes him and his brother he has a younger brother go to the mom and um then they kidnap them and then they but they don't know where the drugs is because he sold the mom sold the drugs to cha through the pawn shop well i think he she was trying to hide it hide it like put it for safekeeping and then give it to him because he yeah. would not know anything. Yeah. Um. So then they, uh, they approach him, and then like it's like a coincidence. They don't know that he's like a super badass. Yeah. And then he gets mixed up and kills somebody. Yep. Um. And that's where we're introduced to uh, Rem Ron, who's a he's also a super soldier kind of yeah. dude. Um. And so basically, like on the crime side, um, Cha gets involved, and they are they kind of like get an impression of him that he's not he's kind of like a little out of the ordinary right and he so, doesn't flinch when like exactly you know, they shoot people and but he's the main thing is like he's being persistent yeah with them and he wants to save uh so me yeah. so they they basically make him the fall guy as well as overthrowing the leader of the crime syndicate yep. and so then they meet so he has them doing like trafficking and then they all he delivers drugs to the crime syndicate leader at like the golf Place. The golf club, yeah, yeah, the golf club, and then that's when they call the cops. The cops uh, raid the place, and then they capture uh, Cha. And well, they don't even capture the leader; he runs yeah, away. He does run away. And Ramon ends up murdering all yeah. of them. Um, and so the bad guys think that they won, and then Cha's like, and then yeah. beats everybody, buddy. And that's like that's the hour mark. So like the first half is him. Like we get a, it's a huge setup for everything yeah. essentially. So we know like the premise of the movie. We know that who's who and who's chasing after who, and basically everybody is playing. Well, the crime syndicate is playing Cha for a fool essentially. Well, it, it's interesting. Yeah. So like the interesting part is like mm. you would think that you know the crime people yeah. are all on one side. Mm. That's not the case in no. the movie, and like that twist i guess in in the first hour mark mm-hmm. of the movie like propels it into the next uh yeah. half right and i think that was the interesting part for me because mm. it's like you don't expect them because you know like I, everyone i think when they watch like a movie like this they just have the expectation okay so it's gonna be the good guy or it's the bad guy sure and the good guy is gonna go get the bad guy right but then i guess the little twist that happens in the first half of the movie is like oh you think that you know this guy is you know 
just trying to like f- you know find the yeah find the girl but then you realize that there's this internal little struggle mm-hmm. even within the crime people yeah and you realize like you know they're the the organ harvesters and then <laughs> and then there's the drug dealer and like you know there's this different yeah, d- different yeah. things happening mm-hmm. and you know that's i think that's that's like the interesting part of it yeah and then you know you you're you're wondering okay so who's the one that you know actually has homie and like exactly trying to figure that out mm. yeah because it's like it's not as simple as like him going after one guy right he just gets he gets placed into like this whole scheme yeah. brought by like and, like there's this whole network right like yeah. even like that like grandma that comes out of nowhere mm. and then like she's the one who <laughs> like shelters all the kids who they use for like the trafficking drugs and exactly. stuff and like making the drugs and mm-hmm. stuff like that and you realize like there's this whole underground thing yeah like it's pretty crazy, crazy. yeah it is pretty pretty insane and like the grandma like hosts the kids yeah. for like a certain time essentially they call them ants yeah um, and so they like traffic not even drugs they're trafficking for like debtors remember because mm. they were um they go through the toys and then they go to people's houses and then they collect the debit cards yeah and then that person takes out cash from yeah. the debit and credit cards yeah. at atms and it's just like goes full circle yeah and then apparently it, sometimes those kids get moved to the meth lab yeah and are literally making meth underground um, and then they transport it through furniture. And then when they when they are you useless, know, useless, they just take out their organs. Exactly, it's, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like insane. Yeah. It is pretty insane. And that's like, um, they're saying like sort of the gruesomeness that these movies can show, and yeah. like are so like specific and just are honest about it right. in a way. You know, I think when I first saw that scene where like they the cars crash mm. and then the the trunk is open in the back. And then you just go into the and, and they just show the body mm-hmm. like all cut up. Yeah. That was crazy. That was when I, great. When I first watched it, like when I was young, I was like, "What am I watching?" Right now? <laughs> uh, I bit off more than I could <laughs> Like she has no eyes and like mm. her like it's all stitched up her body. It's like crazy. Literally like just kind of mummified, yeah. just pieced together. Yeah, and that's like again sort of the turning point. Turning point where it's like, oh, there's so much more to this than you know because. Yeah. Like before that, we don't know that they uh, traffic organs. Well, and they yeah, sell like organs. they talk about it like yeah. for like one dialogue, like in the car with the other guy. They kind of mention it in passing, but like you don't really think that's gonna like <laughs> show up. Yeah, and then, and what's crazy is like they, that's the mom too. So exactly. it's like then you're like, oh, what happened to so me? Right, like you right. know, like because you think that the mom is kind of like a central character or like mm. a pretty big character. In right. the movie, but then when she just when she like is just there in the in the trunk like that, you're just like, damn. So uh, yeah, I got that feeling too. Like, is she still alive, or like they holding her captive or something? Right, and then, right. like they just ruined her. Yeah, and it's like oh, like everything, like the earth kind of shatters before you. Right, and it's like I watched this again, and it's the same feeling that even the characters get as well. Yeah, because when they opened up the trunk, Cha's like completely shook and like has no control and they get him right. and then the police capture him and they yeah. look in the trunk and they're like what the yeah, hell like, these yeah. people are crazy <laughs> it's like this is not a typical murder like, yeah she's oof yep so and then like he gets uh captured uh at the police station and he's being interrogated <laughs> um and he just kind of has like this inner conflict in himself and 
decides to take matters into his own hands eventually. Yeah. Which he'd kind of done, which he'd been doing, but passively. And mm. then this is when he's like, rips off everything. He just yeah. goes full ham. Because it's one of the notes that I put was this movie does an amazing job of covering its bases in a way. Like, I never got the. I never had a question left, like watching it, like a loop, like a loophole or like some kind of like exactly. plot hole mm-hmm. or something like that in the narrative. Like you know, he goes, um, he gets robbed, and well, not even robbed. They come to question him, yeah, and then he fights the guy, and then they they leave, yep. and he leaves the phone, and he tries to chase after them, and of to no avail. And he calls the cops afterward. I'm like, oh, okay, so he calls the cops, and like just like little things that. It all works together. Right, but and, the cops are like, oh, whatever. yeah, like, it's like okay, so a prank call or whatever. Exactly. Like, okay, that option is useless. So yeah. that's the motivation for why he does this and this. Yeah. Even for things like um, when Somi is at the house and they're all eating dinner or whatever. And even Ramon is there. And one of the girls is like, I'm about to get adopted. Yeah. You know, bye, guys. And she has the nail art. Nails, and, yeah. and then later on when. Uh, you see she, the nail art in the. Yeah. In the- the little cabinet. Yeah. It's just like everything, like, again, goes to like that payoff moment and like it just covers its bases through and through. Yeah. And so simply, like, even, even I feel like the really subtle stuff, like, mm. like how uh, Tommy um, puts the band aid on, um, what's yeah, his name? Yeah. The, Ram, yeah. Ram one, something like that. That guy. <laughs> and, 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 and you see in his face where he has like a, a moment of kind of like sympathy or like some, a little yeah. bit of like compassion towards her. Plot twist, Ramon's actually a sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, it's very interesting, like, those little subtle things that, mm. that kind of play into what happens in the future of the film or, like, in right. the foreshadowing of it. Mm. Yeah, I think, like, this movie is a master of, like, you know, the first rule of film school's show, don't tell sort yeah. of thing. And this movie, like, does that, like, to a T. Because right. Ramon has, like, this whole little arc and he only has like three lines. He did the entire barely movie. talks. <laughs> he kills pretty much everything, everything in sight. He doesn't care like who he kills. But he's like such a grounded and real person and character, right. you know. And everything that he does isn't without a motivation. And he's kind of like the outcast, right? Because exactly. he's like this Chinese guy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he looks Thai to me. Or yeah, I forget what like Vietnam. I forget exactly which which um they they mention it in passing really? during the golf golf course scene where he's like he like mm. um looks down like the drug deal the main big the drug king or whatever mm. he kind of looks down on him because he's like bouncing the ball or whatever and like mm. he says the the na- nationality but I forget what gotcha. it was yeah I, I missed that yeah. <laughs> but well again it covers his bases right. <laughs> But anyways, um, you know, it's very interesting how they mm. are able to kind of put all these subtle things into it that kind of play into what happens in the end. Yeah, just like everything leads to the next thing, and right. it's just a perfect like piece puzzle piece all yeah. together. Again, a lot of payoffs that happen. Mm. Even the even the the little uh, nail art that he she puts on him mm. while he's sleeping. Yeah, and then and then that moment when um. The Manzok, I think it, it is the guy who's who, who fishes out the the uh, the eyeball and the, uh, and the little yeah, little, yeah. Uh, and then he he like rolls it over to uh, Cha, and then when he picks it up, it's the hand with the little mm-hmm. nail art. And I I felt like that was like such a nice like I thought the same thing. Addition. I was like, 
it's just so simple and small, but like, oh, it's so powerful. Yeah, like when right? you watch it, you know, like that connection that he has mm-hmm. in that, and you can just feel it with just that one shot of the hand. <laughs> yeah, and him picking up the eyeballs, exactly. thinking that it's her. It's hers. Yeah, it's, it's like. Oh. Yeah. There was there's one thing that there's actually now we remembered. I had two little nitpicks, um, and one is like, one of the big one is I'm not a fan of like the dialogue they gave to Cha. Mm. He's too like heroy, poetic with oh, everything yeah. he says. You know, he's like, "There's two types of people in this world." Right, Just like, right, right. okay, come on, let's let's backstep a little bit. That and uh, Somi gives Ramwan the band aid in the scene, but like, it's not there for the rest oh. of the movie. Like, I don't know if that's. I, <laughs> I have a feeling they took it off because it'll look kind of silly. <sighs> Maybe. Because it's like a really silly looking bandaid. Yeah, yeah. So if and it's you, a little big and plain. Yeah, but... it's like yellow. Mm-hmm. And like if you have it while it's fighting, it might look kind of silly. <laughs> I have a feeling that's why they just took it off. But I felt like it could have had such an impact. But I feel like it he would take it off as a character. Yeah. I feel but like... I'm like we should have seen him take it off too though. <laughs> you know, I I'm just like if it was there. Right, right, right. Like, okay, let's say that he had it on and he kept it on when they were in the the um, the shelter place with the kids no 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 the um all the way up until they meet the doctor who's gonna gauge your eyes out in the in okay. the hospital yeah. truck thing. Oh, in the in the ambulance ambulance <laughs> hospital, hospital truck, truck. <laughs> I think the hospital that. truck okay <laughs> yeah yeah the hospital truck <laughs> So brain part of the moving name hospital. Of that. <laughs> moving hospital truck. Yep. We'll come to you. <laughs> the ambulance. If we kept it onto the ambulance and like see him rip it no, off, let's there. call it the hospital truck. <laughs> I crack myself up sometimes. <laughs> I'm in the hospital truck. Yeah. If you like ripped it off there, like yeah, that, it would have been good. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that would have been a nice touch. But like even there, just no lines, just close-ups and everything that goes and you can feel the sympathy in his expressions like, right that's you know, the cool the thing yeah. so which is just crazy to think about really um so we kind of like are jumping into the second act so like in the second part it's like the great part because he starts kicking butt right. <laughs> i feel like the second part starts off with him cutting his hair <laughs> you think so yeah mm. I would say the second part is at the when he gets interrogated and he and he leaves, leaves the oh, interrogation. The interrogation. Yeah. He escapes. Um. Well. So like he escapes there, and then does he go to the night scene right afterwards? Yeah, he escapes yeah. and he tries to find. Um, yeah. Um. Oh, that's right. He goes to the he track. He gets the phone again. Yeah. And he tracks the where bar. the seller of the phone. Yeah. Um, which turns out they, in the front lines, they they're, they sell loans, yeah, and they're sharks, um, and then he beats everybody up, and then yeah, and then they give and him then, to the card. And then they give him the little little card, the, the business card, calling, yeah, business card. And that's when you find out that they're in charge of the organ donors because yeah. that's what they do. And then he traces that back to the um to the club, club using the the guy who's supposed to be like a buyer uh, of the organs, yeah. Um, and well, that's, buyer of the bodies. Of the bodies, yeah, yeah. They sell the organs. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, I would consider that the that in the middle of the second. I feel, I like, feel like I've because it's I don't know. I feel like that little moment of respite between after he gets shot and then he goes to his old friend. 
Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I don't feel like that's that a, that's is like, like a third act. There's three acts. Okay. Yes. Sure. I would say uh, that. I mean, I'm just breaking yeah. it up into whatever. It's it's arbitrary, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. But well, like my point is that the first half is it's passive chatish. Uh, yeah. You know, and then after that moment, he's more he's aggressive the entire right, way through. Right. You know, uh, clearly. Uh-huh. So I would think in like a three act structure, that would be your point. Next, would be yeah. the the third act because right after he cuts his hair, he goes like that basically that goes to the meth lab and meth lab leads to yeah. the final fight yeah and then it's literally that's it so yeah um but yeah so then he goes to the club and i really like the club scene every time i watch it i'm like i would love to see them like fight in the middle <laughs> of like the crowd yeah the i mean that's like a I'm like do it <laughs> that's like it's just very reminiscent of like john wick yeah like, every time but john wick came afterward yeah yeah, yeah yeah I'm just saying it, it just kind of has that parallel where mm. like there has to be a club a fight. Club scene. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. The club scene. Like what anytime there's a movie like this, a club scene is a must. <laughs> Mission Impossible. Yeah. What are you gonna take in? Um Yeah, what is uh one of your favorite scenes? Um well I mean the fight scene at the end is gotcha, yeah. is great. I love that scene, you know where he like rolls the eyeballs mm. like he's like bowling yeah. like strike. <laughs> strike and like that that whole scene with the with the fishing and stuff like that it's just so like mm. like it's very out of <laughs> like it's just interesting you know what i mean sure, it's, it's, sure. not, it's like out Heartless. of the ordinary yeah <laughs> yeah it's so cold and and it's and like, interesting because like even the bad characters, like the evil characters, you don't really, they don't feel like, like just evil, like people, you know what I mean? Mm. Like they don't have an air of like, they don't have an air of like, I'm an, I'm an evil person. Sure, They're just sure. more like, like just like this assholes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they, they, like the, the way they talk, their, their mannerisms don't feel like this, like really like top level, like, mm. like I'm controlling everyone kind of feeling but like they kind of feel like like low-level thugs kind of right sure, they're sure. like the way that they act like like the brother one of the mansuk the one of the brother like he's he's like playing on like a video game while like the kids are like yeah. working like it's such a like contrast mm-hmm. and they don't feel like like these really you know like typical like bad guy kind of feeling yeah they have no like strength or like yeah. sort of like physical ability you can say right and even just... even even um the older brother mm. like when yeah. when when chapter calls him after like um interrogating his younger brother mm-hmm. he like just screams is like where is my brother <laughs> like what are you doing to my yeah. brother the way that they act is so like human human yeah mm. like the way they act very like like they don't act like these really super powered like evil people, but yeah. they just act like human human evil people. Mm. And I think that's a very nice touch in this film, where like even the bad people are human people. Right, right. They just happen to be depraved <laughs> evil people and yeah. bad people in a way that's like, um, even they are fragile. You yeah. know, like as humans, they're still fragile, yeah. and like they're just been given a certain amount of power that mm. they're abusing. You know, yeah. and that's. When I mean power, I mean like just money yeah. in a way, you know, and authority really. Yeah. Um, and that just makes them with the mindset that they're better than other people and yeah. that they have control of other people, but they themselves are not, you know, 
don't have the ability to do that right. in a way. And so, yeah, it is very fragile. Like he and like Chad, like is really exploiting all those things. Right. Like it. Time and, like the only time. real like competent guy, I guess mm. it would be the the one. yeah yeah right. And even him, he has like a human side to him. You can kind of feel, right? Mm. So it's very interesting. It's very well done. Like the characters, yeah. How they aren't just like this one note characters, but they kind of have this, yeah, interesting uh, <laughs> roundedness to them. It's like because everybody's sort of in it for themselves in a way. Yeah, you know, like everybody has is chasing after something for a personal stake, right? And it's like down to determination. Mm. I feel like. Um, like Ram Wan really is a lone wolf, and they say that too. He's really like yeah. a lone wolf in the, besides working with everybody. Right. But like he would, like you wouldn't bet an eye if he killed everybody in the room. He doesn't, that he, was re- with. he doesn't really care about anyone, exactly. Except you know for himself. He has his own morals, and he's yeah. like he he finds an interest in Cha, and really just goes after him, yeah. sort of thing, like on his own, despite yeah. sort of working with the other right. people, and. On the flip side, like Cha is in there to save the girl, yep. and will do anything to uh, fix that goal, and like yeah. will like make everybody pay for that. Mm-hmm. And like he exploits all like the sensitive sides of, you know, the crime syndicate. Like you yeah. know, he finds his brother, and like his brother's like the most like fragile little girl, like deep <laughs> down inside, you know. Yeah. And then he tortures him, and then like sort of his brother is the weak spot to his older brother. Yeah. And, like we see that. At that uh, that bay scene, yeah. he just like loses it when screaming, yeah. which is like my f- I think that's m- it's one of my favorite scenes, and it's great because he as soon as that happens, he's like mm. you know take it pluck out her eyes from yeah. his eyes, right? Yeah, and then we go into the ambulance scene, mm-hmm. and it's great because it gives you the impression that maybe she won't have eyes anymore. Yeah, and then you have that in your <laughs> mind, and like the it, audience don't know, right? Mm. At that up till that point they think that maybe Somi actually has no eyeballs anymore right <laughs> it, I really like the first time I really bought into it yeah like I was really sold like when he rose that, that capsule with her and I was like oh like, and oh just, shit yeah like, she actually and like, Chate Sheik is just like broken and like, like and, and it's believable because you saw her mother yeah in that yeah. state so mm-hmm. you know like and you saw the little girl too in, in the mm-hmm. with the uh, nail art yeah, you don't even question like that they won't do that to yeah. your little girl because yeah. you've already seen like oh, this has been yeah. going on, yeah. you know. Um, and so at that moment, it's just completely shatters, yeah. and then you find out like oh, what happens? And it's funny the second way through, um, you kind of pay more attention to Ram One because yeah. of that, and you you do see this development with him as well. So mm-hmm. like the sympathy that he grows, and then. Like, it makes sense that he would save her in that scene as well, you yeah. know? Just, like, again, with the close-ups and, like, his expressions do say a lot as well. Um, but, yeah, like, the movie is definitely so convincing and, like, everything that it's trying to sell you on. Yeah. Because, like, again, for me, it's the the gruesomeness and, like, the, the very explicitness that it shows that you don't question like, oh, they're not going to go to that level. Yeah, uh, well, <laughs> they, they are. They've already done worse, so. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the stakes are they're up there. Yeah. If you didn't know. But uh, going back to, you know, the scene that I liked, mm. which was that, that fight scene, that whole scene in that marble room. That's a really weird room, too. But 
It's like a oh yeah, like, like their a, hideout. Yeah, it's like this marble room that comes out of nowhere. Yeah, but it's a cool place. It's a cool place to have a fight. I guess I would say that like l- looking it out, like the locations are kind of weird. Like mm. the way that they shoot them, like you never know where they are exactly. Right. You, you never know exactly where they are exactly. But it lo- it's it's pretty iconic looking. Like that it is. Area, it right? is very so you it's easy to find easy to understand. Oh, this is that place. Mm-hmm. I mean, you never know exactly where like, that place is. <laughs> what it is. Yeah. Why it's there. But yeah. it's so perfect for like I think they focused on. It's perfect for what it's that they're gonna do in it. Yeah. Like that is a perfect stage for that fight right. scene. And then that's what I want to get to is like. The whole way they shot that fight scene in mm. there, it's great because you know exactly what's happening because you know the the whole, you have an understanding of what the room is like. Mm. So yep. when the fight scene occurs and, you know, there's these different cuts, you can understand the different, um, like, perspectives and different, um, like, uh, where they are in mm. relation to the room and in relation to each other. Yeah. And so it makes the fight scene more engaging and you're able to understand what's actually going on. So a lot of times in action movies or action films, they have just these like real short, fast cuts. Mm. They have no idea what's going on. (laughs) But in this fight scene, you know exactly what's going on because first, A, it's because, you know, they don't, they have fast cuts, but it's not like to the point where like it's just all like a blur. Like it's not just like motion blur after motion blur, right? Mm. It was like actual like, hits and and punches and shots and you know the whole relations of what's happening (laughs) from a to b and also because you know you're able to understand the room and you're able to um you know find the the different relationship between those things yeah so that's why I, i really like that scene you're gonna make like our audience filmmakers like you explain blocking so dumbed down <laughs> well i mean, no, I'm just I mean you know it's an action movie <laughs> no i totally agree like it, it you do know where everybody is in every moment yeah in every second and like just like you are with the room entirely because um, the whole setup of that scene is is when you know he does a bowling thing, yeah, and like you know exactly where every one of the henchmen are around around in that scene. Exactly. They set it all up. They make sure you see all of them <laughs> and where they're standing or where they're sitting, mm-hmm. and then the fight starts. Yeah, so you have a whole understanding of where they are, yeah. and as he's going through and killing one by one, like you understand where they where they were, how they died, and like how mm-hmm. it's it's moving around in this room. So like. It makes for a very engaging and fun like fight. Yeah, it it is really special and like it, it really to me like watching it because great action is is for me is like longer takes yeah and just like wider shots for me because I would like to see you know the action taking place and like mm-hmm. encompasses and like what you said is like the movie doesn't really necessarily do that to a sense but it finds a balance of not being nothing but motion blur cut 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 as well but like i think that it chooses like the shots so carefully yeah so like everything that you watch is for a purpose like and it is at a fast pace but it isn't without the landing of like trying to bs action yeah like he go like he bowls the thing and then he like picks it up and he starts shooting, and then he hides behind like one of the statues. Yeah. And then um, Ran Wan tries to get him and gets shot in the hand. You know, and, yeah. like, and it's so funny because the entire scene feels voyeuristic in a sense because like you can see like the zooms and like the camera shake. Yeah. And everything feels like from a distance, like as Cha, 
Like he hides behind the thing, and then there's like a guy that's like a kid freaking out the side behind, like right him. behind it, his <laughs> and he's like statue, yeah. And he like has no heart but to shoot him in the face, you know. It's like it's him. It's like Cha is the kid frightened. Cha shoots him, blood on the wall, and it's like super quick. But you understand like everything that just happens, yeah. you know. And like that sort of mechanic works throughout the entire fight scene, yeah. and. Like again, it's just like every shot is with the purpose, even though it's fast. Yeah, because like, like in other some some fighting scenes, mm. like you watch it, but you have no clue what yeah, happened, right? Yeah. But in this scene, like in this scene, even if you just watch it, you know, like what what he did, where he's going, what he's trying to do, exactly. and what the other guy's trying to do, mm-hmm. and this back and forth, like this tug, it's like a tug of war, right? Mm. And you you see it while it's happening, the mm-hmm. reaction, action and reaction, all of those things. Because it's like so many movies try to, if they're not skilled, as far as like stunts and like fight right. choreography, they hide it. They try to hide that with cuts, with and, cuts, and fast, like you know, exactly. like just like an elbow, and then mm-hmm. like you know, like <laughs> it's like one punch is like five cuts, and you're right. like, what? But this movie, it's like they they know what they're doing. It's every hit, exactly. and then they cut. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or a variations of those yeah things. but like you see it as well yeah it's like you know he he grabs the guy like they're fighting um and he one of the guys he tackles and brings him to the ground like as he bring him to the ground it's kind of like an old boy thing where people are just hitting him with bats and metal bars yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and he's like tripping and at, but he still has like the guy in his hand and he turns him around and he brings him back with the knife and he's like yeah. you know cutting his arm through yeah and i love that knife scene with yeah. uh, him and, and the one-on-one knife scene yeah. that they have that's great and then uh, it's just like everything about that scene is great because like, at that like he cha breaks in that scene and he's like kind of like not even human yeah after that point you know and he's just does everything with pure anger after he, he shoots the eyeballs glass. <laughs> <laughs> Or even before that, when he's just murdering everybody, like yeah. that kid shaking in the corner, <laughs> he's just <laughs> like what? Um, and it's like even the the score is great, and like the score in that scene really lends itself to like the drama of yeah. that's happening through the action. And then when he's fighting Ram Wan, it's like no music at all; mm-hmm. it's just sound effects and them, and it just really isolates like that moment and just makes it really special. Yeah, and again, it's like pacing is so crazy with this movie as well like none of those fights last more than two minutes and in a way it's it feels like a sweet spot you know because it's it's not too long to drag out but it's not super fast to like oh no but it kind of gets that but like he's a he's a trained murderer like of course he's gonna you know end this in like two minutes i kind of draw it back to when he escaped from the uh, police room and they yeah. were looking at the footage. the footage and it was like four minutes and 18 seconds is all yeah. he took to like walk out and he's like dude this guy has a broken leg this guy has broken ribs he's hospitalized for like three months you know yeah. i love that scene too because you they never show you the actual f- scene mm-hmm. that happened yeah but you find out later what <laughs> happened and i like how they um, leave it up to the imagination of, of the audience. Yeah. And then they show you, oh, this is <laughs> like when the police watch it, they watch, you watch it as yeah. well. I love how they did that. And I love how it pays off too. Like yeah. you, you fully get that experience. And it's funny too, like going back to the first half of, you know, we know after watching it, you know what he's capable of, yeah. but he's, he doesn't like, you know, bring out his full potential in the first half. 
but he's always being pinned down in situations where he's outnumbered yeah. where like he can't fight back you know and like even when he does in the very beginning he steals the knife and he kills the big guy and the guy's like um you see things get a little interesting like even we don't see it but we know yeah and everything after that we're like oh what's gonna happen but he's always put in situations where you can't like fight back right but he in the beginning he never wanted to fight either right, right? he you know he's like oh you know just you know take what you need and, mm-hmm. and just leave like that's that was his mindset yeah until like things get personal for him you know <laughs> So that's the interesting part because he, he never really was in the mindset of like, oh, I need to like defend myself, right? right? It was more like, oh, like, you know, if you need to steal something, just take it and go. Like, <laughs> no, I don't want trouble. Yeah. That's like his mindset. Get off my back. Right. But then they uh, touched the wrong nerve. <laughs> <laughs> There's two types of people in this world. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I really loved my favorite scene with an S I definitely just love like when he tortures the little brother and he calls uh-huh. the big brother and he just like cause like you know there's such at a high horse before all that and then like his character just breaks like yeah. the older brother he screams out and he's just like so weak in that scene you know and I completely like feel it honestly like I see it and like just yeah. you know everything is brought down to like a, a, a lower sort of level you know uh yeah like i'm a big fan of just those switches kind of like in characters and narratives and i do like the club scene like in the bathroom as well when he's first fighting room one yeah um and he's like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> and i also like the the realism of the fact that the main character actually gets shot and stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> he tests it out like a man and he's like yeah. oh man sometimes like you know in action films, like mm. never get hit They're by like, anything. <laughs> just somehow they dodge la. everything. Yeah, I mean, he dodged some bullets in this movie too, though. Yeah, I mean, but, he, but still, he, he gets, gets shot by a fa- or like he gets hit too mm. a fair number of times. You know, it's not like he's just immortal. Yeah, <laughs> like especially like that first golf course scene where he gets like oh, pinned yeah. down and he gets like beat up. Like mm. he, he pretty much doesn't do anything. There. He just gets beat up and he gets thrown yeah. out the window. <laughs> That's one of my favorite shots too when he's flying through the air and lands yeah. on the net yeah. in the rain. I'm like, oh, that's gotta hurt. Yeah. <laughs> and he rips it open with the knife and lands yeah. on the guy. Yeah, I like that scene where he like uh has his phone and he's he uh like puts it out into the into the open and, and he like lets the policeman hear the uh explosion. Oh yeah. He gives the phone to the kids. Okay. He's like, uh take this. Uh <laughs> you know, you're gonna go back to your mother now. <laughs> <laughs> hold on to that we're gonna find you a new home yeah yeah oh, i even like just you know the even the even of comedy that it puts in with like the uh the investigators like uh the, that dude's assistant yeah the um the guy with the messed up teeth <laughs> like it's funny when they check out uh cha cha's apartment and they turn on the light and he's standing behind yeah. Teddy Bear's body. <laughs> and the assistant like runs yeah. off and he's like checking the bathroom and he comes back. He's like the way he's like steps in carefully. The funniest is um when he walks it when he when they're after the the wheelchair guy who's um he's like yeah. handicapped and then he drops kicks him in yeah. the wheelchair. <laughs> 
<laughs> and he's like, who are woods. you? And he's like, you don't know? They call me Jesus. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, yeah. <you> walk. <laughs> so messed up. He's <laughs> like, make you walk again. I'll make you walk again. Yo, he literally just drops kicks him yep. in the chair. No remorse. Uh, <laughs> even like when the uh, the cyber guy, the guy with the glasses, mm. is really funny. <laughs> And they come up with a scheme to email the White House. Yeah. So you know Obama's email? He's like, oh, he's like, how are you going to do it? He's like, you know Obama's email? No. Send it to the White House. <laughs> <laughs> and he types in the email and he's like, is it a goal? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like every little thing, everything kind of works together. Yeah. Um, I had the feeling that we talked about doing like a noir uh, section. Mm. This movie would have qualified for sure. Maybe. You know, I there think, are plenty of other films. I think this is like a perfect neo noir film. I feel, really? When I watched it, I was like, there's a lot of noir esque touches. Like, really, honestly, like, even from the start, you know, it, it's like all black and then. Mm. And then he lights the cigarette with the lighter. Yeah. And he comes in and, like, just the first shot is really <laughs> amazing. <laughs> and kind of creative yeah we call that chutoscope in the world you know <laughs> <laughs> and like just you know most of the f- film basically takes place at night anyway yeah um plenty of like dutch secured angles yeah i mean honestly I mean, like lighting wise uh, this film really did it well i feel mm-hmm. like even story-wise it's a criminal-based movie mm-hmm. you know so i'm you don't you don't want to make a case for it's no you can make the case you know? I'll I'll uh, stand my ground I'll just stay silent <laughs> no I think it is I think it's um it is a really modern day noir esque film you know it's fun like when you think of noir though like you just kind of get transported in time mm. and it doesn't like translate too well with modern films but I think this kind of translates into as well as you know. Not cyberpunk. Blade Runner. Blade Runner. <laughs> Do you have nitpicks? Um, nothing that's in my mind right now. <laughs> I don't know. I have, I might have to think about it more. It's because it's an A plus plus movie. Yeah, I mean, you know, like as long as like it's not glaringly there, I I I'll, I kind of thought like, how did he get the knife? In the, when he falls on the net, <laughs> oh, he bit so, it. He he took the knife. Do you know the answer? What is the answer? Well, he took the knife from the beginning. The guy who was like, he's like, oh, you think I'm a petty thief? He takes knife, throws it in the sink. He keeps that knife, and then but he never says that he, he takes the knife there. No, well, we see it. And it's then, the same knife. Yeah, and then fast forward to before he enters the golf club. He's in the car and he hides oh, the knife in a sock. Knife? Oh, okay. I didn't. I didn't remember. Yeah. yeah, he hides the knife in a sock and then they bring him okay. upstairs. Yeah, you didn't catch that? Uh, I guess I missed it. Oh, I miss other things too, so I can't. Yeah, I hold my judgment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- I th- maybe I would have thought had that doubt too when I first run through thinking about it. And I was like, where did you get the knife from? <laughs> it just fell off a roof. Yeah, there's a lot of like just the subtlety of the movie though. There's a lot of things that it shows and you mm. kind of have to pay attention a lot. to be like, oh, okay. Oh, how did you feel about... Um, he's He starts 
tracking he follows the kid um that's doing the the debt trades yeah and he's in the arcade and he's waiting for the kid to come back but minso comes out so me so me you're saying all these different names man i am the most racist guy you know <laughs> minso homie minso homie let me get some minso uh when so comes out and then like completely passes him and you're yeah. like what? Mm. were you like on edge I mean, it's, you know, storytelling. I was on edge. <laughs> it's movies. <laughs> I was like, dude, come on, man. You're looking at the whole thing and you miss that. That's what I thought. I was like, how did that just escape your mind? Like Your vision. <sighs> Even from the back, you would know. Yeah, it happens. Oh. oh, that was another thing. How'd you feel about, like, I can't even remember her face. No, I think that's just a metaphor. Like, really? For yeah, what? What do you not, think? he's not. He's not literally saying. He I can't think that's remember. so literal, dude. I think he's just saying, like, you know, like he misses her, like though. You know what I mean? It's. It feels so literal, though. No. Hon- no honestly, honestly, no. <laughs> honestly. No, he's just saying he has regrets. He feels like. I mean, you know, I think that comes with it, but. No, it's not literal. literal. Because we also get the shot of her like running in the alleyway from behind. So like, you think he literally (laughs) forgot his face? Yes. No. Yes. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Stop taking everything so literally. No, I feel like just because he talks in poetic ways doesn't mean that everything he says is literal. It felt so literal, like no. That shot backed it up for me. No. He's like, I can't see your face, and then he's like, no. sees the flashback, but can't see your face running off. It's just the like, that's nice so poetic way of you know. There's too much poeticism here. Like, <laughs> it's a poetic way. You got the other poetic things that he said. It's another way yeah, of poetically portraying his. You his can't make a master love killer love and a desire poet. for, for you know. Getting his friend back. I can't do it. I can't do it. How did you feel about the poeticness of it, though? Um, in Korean, I mean, it's not. It's not bad. Mm. It's not. It's not like too bad. I don't think. But I do also feel a little bit of that level of like uh, he talked kind of very poetically mm-hmm. and kind of not normal <laughs> yeah yeah quote-unquote normal but it's okay it's okay for me because of the way that the other character responds to it where he's like sure he's sure. like oh like why are you talking like a dumbass exactly you know what I mean? like, just hung up on like yeah what are you saying? I, I i like that because it kind of validates and makes it okay for him sure, to sure. talk like that because it's not normal and and the person catches it and says why are you talking like a weirdo mm. so it makes sense for me it's okay for me mm. Because if, if the other guy was like, oh, but I <laughs> will live another day, you know, like if he talked like that too, then it would be, it would have been kind of dumb. But like, yeah. he, he's like, why are you talking like some dumb weird exactly. dude? You know what I mean? So I, it, I like that. And it, it kind of made it okay for me. Mm. Yeah. I think that that's kind of like, you can also play sort of the other side too. Just everybody else is so grounded and just is human. But he's like the outlier. But I also well. kind of understand him because mm. of his past trauma and all sure, of this sure. thing that kind of maybe his emotional kind of, you know. It's like an angry monk. 
Yeah, like his his emotions kind of come out that way. Sure, sure. And and that's understandable. I feel like like even the way he talks, because mm-hmm. he's he has he harbored all of these like you know, sadness and emotions in him. Mm-hmm. Like the way that he talks is also poetic, kind of because he feels really he like really feels like like he lives for today only. Kind of. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it makes sense. I guess in that sense. How do you feel about the flashback? Which one? The um his so when we see oh, like his, his flashbacks yeah his full like when we get the um, full backstory yeah I mean it's it's cool I think it's cool how they slowly reveal to us who he is mm. through those flashbacks and and more so through the investigations that the police are doing on him right right and then we start getting flashbacks about who he is you know mm. what his real identity is and stuff like that and like why he is the way that he is sure and so those are pretty cool i think yeah how, I thought, how they are playing that i thought it was very interesting too. It in. i thought it was really interesting too that we you know we find out through a third party when they're investigating him yeah um and we're we're told like what happened to him and his wife yeah and then it's like but it's another level of when you see it it's just like out of the blue the truck comes yeah. in and ruins that car and it's just like jaw-dropping moment you know but it's like it's really good on again sort of selling it yeah aspect of it even though you already have the backstory and kind of told it but it's another thing that just like oh that sucks (laughs) so yeah um i don't think i have anything else you know what they need to do not make a sequel no they have to make a sequel stop they have to call it a girl from nowhere <laughs> the dude teaches the girl to become a sex was there a, a professional too I didn't think so I didn't think they so they have to make bank on this money on this on this uh, it's been movie, 10 man. years oh people will watch it man <laughs> they, they, they would go from nowhere that, that title is already taken a man from nowhere girl from nowhere Oh really? Yeah, there's a K drama on Netflix. Oh. If it's still on Netflix, called Girl from Nowhere. It has yeah, I, mean, I, I was do, joking, though. but but yeah, well, <laughs> not the people. They're not joking, Lee. <laughs> now that he says it, we want it now. We want it now. I love how like I don't know if it was the director, choreographer, or the cinematographer loves bird eye shots in this movie. Mm. You know how many bird eye shots were in this movie? <laughs> I was like, oh, there's another one. Oh, there's another one. <laughs> oh, in the fight scene, there's another one. It's like cutting it's a good and... way to show what all of the things that hap- that's happening. You know? It is. I think that's why they use it a lot. It's like it is a lot, but it is kind of sparing. And there's like it's kind of one per scene. Like yeah, it's not yeah. like cuts back to it, you yeah. know. But just to kind of show you everything that's mm. going on. And it's just like like he uses it in the bathroom. Like gosh, <laughs> how'd you get up there, guy? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, that's kind of like all I had. Yeah. Do nice. <laughs> It's like the lighter. It's like, you're oh. going gonna to ruin the taste, baby. <laughs> Have you heard of this? Do boom. <laughs> Just like the, the Zippo. The Zippo. Just like the little quirkiness of it, you yeah. know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's very well done how they interweave little moments of humor. Mm. And that's what it needs. It's like, you know, there should always be that ebb and flow and mm. kind of balance throughout it. Yeah. Just it really grounds, I think, the world. Yeah, yeah. And like these people and how they are evil, but they also kind of like you know they're just living their life. Yeah, 
you know that that's depraved that's just, life. Yeah, <laughs> that's just the, the position you know that they're in, and yeah. everything handles a little differently. Um, yeah, it's a it's a big one. Yeah. It is the it is the best crime Korean crime film I've seen. And there's a lot that comes close, but this one definitely does it. Yeah, I really yeah, I always enjoy watching this. I can watch it like many mm-hmm. times. I mean the content of it is kind of dark. Very. But uh <laughs> kinda? Just kinda? You know. Just a it's little fun bit? to watch when you watch <laughs> it, yeah. Yeah, it is very serious, you know, yeah. but it is just good storytelling it's a great way to start off the series for sure yeah if you watch like other like korean crime films like just so much is like taken out of this movie you know yeah like i find a lot i mean a lot of korean like you like you mentioned a lot of korean films and action films especially Mm -hmm. their plots have so many plot holes in it and it's just like it it it's to the point where like you can't really watch the film anymore because mm-hmm. things just don't line up right. and it just takes you out of the film. But this film like really does a good job of like mm-hmm. moving from one place to another and really like being cohesive and tight. Right, right. Whereas like a, a lot of other films that I watch in like Korean cinema, a lot of times it really, you have a hard time like figuring mm-hmm. out or like, you have to like use your imagination and, and like plug in these like big plot holes. Yeah, yeah. And I hate that. Because <laughs> it takes it takes you out of the film so much mm-hmm. that like it's hard for you to like enjoy the film as much as you would yeah. you would want. But this film does a really good job of mm-hmm. not doing that. Yeah, it's like you can be a mystery, but you have to like give us the answer well like it, it has well. to be plausible you know, it, it, yeah or, like exactly. makes sense like i watched this one film where like there's this guy right mm-hmm. and he's like the killer who's trying to chase the main characters and there's two main characters and they get into a firefight and and one guy is like behind the truck and another guy is like pinned down because of the guy who's like shooting at both of them right and the other guy is obviously a better like skilled like fighter with a gun or whatever mm-hmm. but there's this point where like it's two on one, right? And if the guy is shooting at the other dude and you're shooting, like, and there's it's two on one, you both have guns. Yeah. Like, it's not hard for you to, like, shoot the guy. as Like, even if you're scared, even if you're, like, not the best shooter, like, sure. it's not that hard when you're, like, and they, don't, they weren't even that far away from each other. Like, it was, like, not that far <laughs> of a distance. And this dude is just, like, missing every shot. <laughs> And then, and then after that, the other guy, his friend, who was getting pinned down, he gets shot. And then the his his brilliant idea is to get out of his cover and walk towards the guy who is shooting the dude, and he gets shot. And I'm just brilliant. like it, it, like just plausibly, it just is so like bad. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's just uh, such a like they're just like. You know, funneling it down into this thing where they're trying to like mm-hmm. push it down, and it just doesn't sell it for me. You know what I mean? Right, it's not right. realistic at all. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of killed killed the movie for me. Mm-hmm. And you know, things like that really makes me kind of like annoyed when <laughs> films do that. But they're just trying to create something that is forced. Yeah. And I'm just like, there's so many ways you could have done this that would have been <laughs> felt so much more natural and so much more like. 
you know? Yeah. Understandable. But they just chose to, like, do this weird, dramatic, but, like, <laughs> totally contrived and, like, yeah. This is why... That's my rant. <laughs> this is why the the first point I made when doing this podcast is it, you got to have substance. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it comes down to substance. Like, you know, it just has to make sense with... You can create drama, but just do it in a way that's plausible and yeah. makes sense, you know? Like, you're you're never going to be a good story if you don't have substance, you know? Yeah. And that that, that goes to, you know, whether it's in a scene or the motivation for a scene or the or the outcome of the entire movie, you know? Right. Just, like, it all has to have substance. It all has to make sense to kind of, you know, feel, like, good, you know, or that yeah. I care, you know? So, I think that's the thing. It's, like, you, you kind of have to care. And if you do something that takes you out, you no longer care. Yeah. So, so I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um. So yeah. On to the next one. What are we doing next? <laughs> what are we doing next? This was my pick. So, uh, mm. do you remember what your list is? Yeah, I do. Did you? I just don't know which one I want to pick for the next one. Which one should we do? See how unprepared he is? There should be a notepad in front of him that let's says do, one. Uh, <laughs> let's do a police story. Taking it way back. Let's let's take it to uh, China. <laughs> Party like it's 1987. Let's, let's take it to uh, my, my, my man. My man. <laughs> Old Jack. My man Chan. <laughs> my man Chan. Jackie. Police story. 1987, I think. It's a while back. With, uh, yeah. Oh, here's the biggest question. Are you going to watch it in Chinese? Or are you going to do nostalgic English video? Uh, Chinese? (laughs) (laughs) I don't like dubs, man. (laughs) Like, this is an era where, like, you know, it's coming into the U.S. And so everybody watches it English dub and part of, like, I don't know if I watched it in English ever. Really? Yeah. I, I don't remember. Mm. Maybe if I hear the voices again, I'll be like, oh! <laughs> I remember that! Yeah. It doesn't sync up, that's right! <laughs> but yeah, let's do Police Story. Agreed, agreed. It's pretty heavy still, but it's a little lighter than this one. Mm. Yeah, this is not like the... Because there was a reboot, kind of? Like a remake yeah, yeah, yeah. that was like in 2000s, but we're talking about like the... the OG. Ooh, ooh, way back there. Yep. So, that's what's next. Thanks, guys. All right, man.